Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well. And uh, I, I have an interesting topic I want to uh, talk to you guys about tonight that um, that came across my, my desk. And I thought that maybe some intelligent uh, black conversation on this topic could be beneficial for the community. And it has to do with a couple of guys that are on this podcast. And the podcast is called Fresh and Fit. And uh, not that I'm ever going to watch this podcast. I, I don't think anybody really should. But uh, this podcast um, features two black men who said some things about black women that a lot of people felt were pretty disrespectful. Uh, they pretty much went out of their way to uh, stereotype black women in a nasty way. Uh, they they basically they didn't just start off by saying that uh, we refuse to date black women. It was more like uh, here are the reasons why black women do this, black women do that, and so it caused kind of an uproar. Uh, in the community. Um, I shared the video on my Instagram. I'm not going to play their clip because, um, you know, that's their intellectual property. But uh, I thought that it would be uh, worthwhile to take a moment to do a little bit of a dissection of what they said and why. And uh, and I, I even invited my wife in, my beautiful black wife, uh, Dr. Alicia, who is a therapist, because uh, you need therapists to help you understand crazy Negroes. Like you need therapists because, you know, some of these some of these brothers out here got, got a legit mental illness. Like they really need all kinds of they need Dr. Phil, Ayana Van Zant, and a little bit of a little bit of white, black and jet baby Jesus in order for them to get normal. Because some of these guys are a little bit gone. And so uh, I thought that maybe y'all might want to hear uh, some discussion from some grownups on the topic. And I want to say hello to Stacey Ann and Johnny and Sarita and, and Takia and Kay. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, so let's, let's jump into it. it. It is kind of a mixed bag in terms of me talking about it. I was like, okay, am I, am I bringing attention to, uh, to these guys that they don't deserve? Um, and I, and I balanced that and I said, you know what? Yeah, but they've been, you know, I think I saw it on the shade room. I saw it on uh baller alert and some other places. And I said, you know what? The, the attention's already there. So rather than worrying about, uh, whether or not they're getting good or bad attention from this, uh, I thought that it would be important for us to think about what media should be used for. And really, I hold uh, whatever spot, uh, podcast network they're on. Maybe you guys can tell me in the chat. I don't know if they're on the um, I don't know if they're on uh, Spotify. I don't know if they're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I know Joe Budden uh, came out and said something about this, which I, I thought was great. Uh, Joe Budden seems like a smart guy. I've never met him before. Uh, and so I, I just really think that it's worth uh, discussing. So um, so hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. button if you haven't done it yet. And uh, and let, let's just jump into it. So how many of you give me a yes or no? Um, you know, if, if you saw that podcast um, or, or that that just anything about that podcast, it's called the Fresh and Fit podcast. Um, and uh, and, and I, that'll give me kind of a baseline to start with in terms of knowing who knows what and stuff like that. Now, somebody says, don't do it. Voices in the wrong lane. I'm sorry. Black people are always my lane. So if you're here and, and uh, you don't want to hear it, you're in the wrong lane. You need to go ahead and disappear, buddy. Because uh, this is uh, something that we need to talk about as a community. I told you guys I'm not a finance professor who happens to be black. I am a black man who happens to be a finance professor. So, uh, so there we go. And there's my beautiful wife. How are you doing today, babe? Hi there. Hi there. You can hear me. Yep, I sure can. I sure can. And uh, so this is my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. She is a licensed therapist, um, a couples counselor. She's a full professor of social work. And it's my buddy, Dr. Christopher Emden, who just went out to uh, who just took a gig at Berkeley. Uh, he's uh, he's actually named as one of the top one percent education uh, scholars in the country. Uh, you guys may not know this, but only one percent of the population is a Ph.D. And only two percent of that one percent ever become full professors. So 
Uh, shout out to my wife and, and all the other black women that are, that are getting it and tearing it up and doing uh, great things in their career. I, I honor that. And I want to honor that publicly. So let's uh, so some of you said no. Some of you said yes, uh, that you heard about what was said on this podcast. So let me just talk about this a little bit. OK, so uh, just to give you a synopsis. And uh, if you go to my Instagram, my Instagram is the real voice Watkins. Uh, and on my Instagram, I actually put the clip of what the guys said. Uh, basically, they said something like um, uh, there was an app called Black, I guess, or something for black people dating or the black dating app or something. And uh, and they they said something like, well, I don't use that app. And it was kind of like yucking it up. And and then there was a, a statement like, you know, where he said that he does. They don't you know. Neither one of us date black women. And and he said, now, if you want to go date some Shaniquas. And, uh, and I think he said some Shaniquas and use another stereotypical name. And then he said, we're not really down with the brown. You know what I'm saying? And, and now if you want to go dabble in the dark, you know, uh, and then in another clip, they mentioned black women. They stereotype them as kind of being ratchet and loud and disrespectful, stuff like that. And uh, and and the guy defined it. And again, I don't know these guys. I'll put their image on the screen in case you want to see what they look like. Um, they they he, he defended his position as a preference. Right. He, he stated it as a preference like hey if you have a preference that you date men over six feet tall or you prefer men that have money there's no difference between that and me simply saying i prefer not to date black women i don't agree with that and i'm going to explain why in a minute but first off before i even jump into that i want to ask uh dr alicia uh my black wife uh who's also a therapist uh first question i want to ask is um do you pick up on anything there in terms of uh i couldn't i I remember one of the guys saying something like you know my mother's black and my sister's black and that he used that to kind of defend what he was saying. And to me, that actually makes it even that much more conspicuous because it'd be different if you had like a white mother. Then you can say, I like white women because a lot of men are attracted to their mother. But when your mother's black and you go out of your way to say, I don't date black women, that almost sounds to me like I hate my mother. Like, I don't like like who my mother is ain't good enough. You know, who my sister is ain't good enough. I don't know. Give me a yes or no if y'all get what I'm saying. I don't know. What, what do you think, babe? You, you, you're the therapist. Okay, so what you're saying is that there, let me get this straight. There are men on the internet right now talking about how they do not want to date black women. They only want to date black white women. They just want to there, date white women. Well, there, there are some, and then some of them will, you know, kind of say things that kind of put black women in a certain box that, you and know, black so women they're are. Taking, yeah. They're taking a group of people and they're just throwing stereotypes at this group of people as a reason why they don't want to date them. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, you know, I just I think, you know, for each its own. I mean, if they feel like that they don't want to date black women and all they're interested in is white women, then go ahead. If that's the type of narrow mindedness that they want to project, then then let that be their I don't let that be their preference. I don't know why they feel the need to get on the Internet and promote this. That's just their own. If that's their preference, that's their preference. You know, Mm. let them be. Um, and let them go on and go. I mean, they're they're being honest. Apparently, they're being honest about how they feel. And but I'm just curious as to why do they feel like they need to get online and talk about this? Like it's a badge of honor. Yeah, I thought that was what was interesting yeah. about it. Right? It's 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 one thing if you. I mean, one one thing I think that's really important to understand is, in my view, is there's a difference between having a preference and having a restriction, right? Mm-hmm. There's a difference between me saying there's three levels to this in my view. And I'd like to get your thoughts on this, but level one is look, you know, I, I, I have a preference for women that look a certain way. 
Um, I don't reject other women, but this is what I prefer. I prefer the the nice booty or I prefer, you know, her to have a certain level of education or whatever. And then there's like the openness where you just say, look, I'll date anybody of any background. And there are people who do that. There are black people who say, look, I don't discriminate based on race. I'll date anybody of any race. I'm not in that category. I, I specifically made it clear to you guys 10 years ago that if I ever got married, I was going to marry a black woman. I said, if y'all, and, I, and years ago, if you go, you go find this video online. I said, if you ever hear me say I fell in love with Becky and I'm about to marry Becky, I want you to run up to me on the street and kick me square in the nuts because I have clearly lost my mind. Slap me upside the head because it doesn't mean I hate white women. It just means I felt like black women needed me. Like I wanted to be a supporter of the black community and I see black families being a critical part of that. I'm sorry. I know other people don't may not agree or understand, but that's how I always felt. Now then there's that third level. The third level is I won't date black women. I will date anything other than a black woman. I will date a damn orangutan before I date a black woman. That is a little bit more of an extreme kind of position. That's not a preference that's you uh, drawing a boundary. That's you saying, I won't go, like, I will not go lower than than this bar. And below that bar is where black women live. That's that's a little bit, um, I don't know. I, I wonder if they'd said, you know, we. I'll be friends with anybody, but except a gay person. I. What if they said, I'll never be friends with a gay person? Y'all give me a yes or no. Do you think that Apple... Uh, podcast would keep them on the air if they said, I'll be friends with anybody, but I can't be friends with no gay person. What do you think? Okay. What do you think would happen? So, or, they, or they said that about Jewish people. Go, go ahead, babe. Okay, so two things. Number one, um, look at the picture of the, bring the guys back on. Oh, okay, I will. Our- Sorry. <laughs> yep, I got you. Go go ahead, keep talking. I, I'm, I'm bringing it back up, my bad. Bring, bring the guys back up. Look at them, these guys. I mean, they're pretty dark, dark complected themselves. And it's interesting, especially yeah, that one. Like Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's yeah, other I mean, brother. Yeah, he's pretty dark. And I'm just wondering because he he mentioned, yeah, if I were to date a black woman, she'd have to be lighter. And I don't mm. understand that. Like, um, so are they really talking about skin preference or are they really talking about race of a person, the ethnicity of a person? So that's the first thing that I'm kind of like questioning about them. The second thing is that, so they're on Apple. Did you say Apple? Say that yeah, again. I think, I think they're, they're on the platform with Apple. Yeah, yeah, I think they're, somebody say something in the chat if you know more than we do, but I, I didn't get a chance to find all the information, but I think that they're being promoted actively by Apple or Spotify. Typically, like like our growth was organic. Like we didn't have a corporation backing us or anything. So it took me years yeah. to get hundreds of thousands of subscribers. So typically when a podcast has half a million subscribers in like six months, it's because they have, a, you know, a big white corporation backing them. So I believe that Apple or or Spotify is promoting them. Like, I think that they're on. I don't think that they're just like some YouTubers. I don't know. But y'all can tell me. I Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's that's what I'm just kind of questioning if they're I mean, I was listening to this show. It looked highly produced. It looks like it's got a lot of thrust behind it. Like mm-hmm. who, it's got a lot of support. Is that there? Is that the only thing they talk about on their on their podcast is bashing black women. Is that their part? Is that all, all that they, they do? Or do they talk about other topics? Do we know? Um, you know, I, I don't listen enough and I, I'm not, okay. I, I'm not, I'm just I'm not just interested. Curious. Like I, I don't want to, I don't want to be suckered into supporting them by being one of those people that's like, that makes them into the, the, the Negroes you love to hate where well, they're still getting paid because you know, everybody's watching just to get mad. No, if I, if I don't like you, I'm gonna ignore you. That's I feed yeah. you. 
I feed you with silence at that point. Like I, 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 I literally take the air out of what you're doing in my space. So I'm only talking about these guys because I'm really thinking about any women whose feelings might be hurt by this idea that there are men that are promoting the idea of actively avoiding black women. I, I just think that that, you know, I, 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 we, we laugh it off. We think it's not a big deal, but I, I kind of feel like it, it is. Like, I, again, you can't do that with gay people. You do that with gay people, they will cancel your ass in a second. Yeah, you know? I'm just wondering, yeah, I'm wondering why all of this self-hatred, because that's really what it is, is self-hatred is being promoted. And I've been I've been aware of this video for a couple of weeks and every and I I, I can't it's hard to sit through. It's just hard to sit through the entire clip because you're just like, oh come on, this is it's utterly ridiculous. But I was just curious about the promotion of the self-hatred and the ridiculousness of it, of the whole thing. And the reality is that most black men don't feel this way. So why such a minor, such a real small minority? And I even question if they really do they really believe what they're saying? Like I I don't know. I kind of question. They seem to be pretty intelligent. How could you just be that? idiotic you know to sit into mm -hmm. and to actually make blanket statements about a group of people that puts you in trouble already you know you you may could be talking about one or two people or a couple of people and uh and some of the uh complaints what were the complaints about black women did they did they bring out they said i think one of the guys it was real interesting and the, by the way if you guys want to see the clip um it's on my you instagram my instagram is a real I, I can't play it on YouTube okay. because it'll be a copyright uh, violation ah. of, you know, because it's their gotcha. clip. But but I did, but I can't pop it on Instagram. And I did put it up on Instagram, but there were three separate clips. And in one clip uh, was when they were talking about that dating, that black dating app. And they said, uh, you know, well, if you want, well, first they, they just say, I don't use that. Right. Which I think they could have got away with that. But then they, they really tripled down on this anti-black kind of language they said something like um well if you want to date some uh shaniquas and shaquandas or something like that then that's up up to you and then he said we don't really dabble in the dark and uh what was it? he used the word dabble in the dark we don't get down with the brown uh that kind of thing then i saw another clip where they mentioned that um they were allegedly kind of get trying uh, i guess they could claim they were giving a compliment to a black woman they had on the show and, okay. and it's, it's crazy because it sounded like white people. When white people have that one black friend, they say, you're not like other black people. Most other black people do this. The exception. this, this. They were, she was exceptional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy, the guy okay. said something like, I don't normally date. He said, I don't date black women, but you're, you're different. You know, you're not ratchet. You're not huh. this, that, and the other. So it was, uh, it was, it was really interesting. I don't know if they talk about black women that much, but I know they talk about dating. Um, I know that there was some conversation about, you know, being disrespectful toward women on their show. Now that part, I, that didn't so bother me as much. For me, it's like. It's so they bring black it. women on the show. They bring black women on the show so they can be disrespectful to them on the show. It's like a Kevin Samuels sort of thing. It could be, but you know what? It, it was like one of the guys, I don't know his name. Maybe, I don't know if it was fresh or fit, but uh, one, one of the guys on the show was kind of telling the woman like to stop talking. Like there's no side talk and this is my show. These are my rules. And, and it was, um, and, and I think ah. she walked away. Yeah, I think her name was China Doll or something like that. And now, to me, if somebody's and disrespecting you, she walked away. Show, okay, yeah, me, she was smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. To me, mm -hmm. if somebody disrespects you on the show, you walk away. You yeah. know, you don't, yeah. you don't get so excited about being on somebody's show that you let them talk to you in the old kind of way. I, I, did I ever tell you about that time I was on the Tom Jordan morning show and I got so pissed off? 
What did they disrespect it? They disrespect you. It wasn't. It wasn't disrespectful. It was like they literally asked all the questions that they didn't that they they never mentioned they were going to ask, and they were he was taking the interview in all these stupid directions and saying these things that didn't make any sense. And I remember being so annoyed. I was literally ready to hang up the phone. Like like I literally. it was a Tom Jordan morning show. It was back when it was like one of the biggest shows out there. And I remember feeling that way. And I've done that on some shows where I got so annoyed that literally I just hung up. I would hang up during the commercial. I'd be like, I'm I'm leaving. This is this is ignorant. This is stupid. I'm not so I'm I'm never gonna be so interested in trying to be on TV that I'm gonna sit here and swim in some BS. You know, and I remember just feeling like this is just stupid. I know it's a popular show, I know everybody loves it, but this is dumb. Yeah, you know, you so know, I, 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 I it's, yeah, it's so interesting. Tom Jordan, I used to listen to him actually. <laughs> and he, and um I remember um Alicia Keys made a, a statement about racism. It was some like regular statement about racism. And um and I remember listening to them say, "Why don't you just shut up and sing?" And I was like, "Bloop, I'm done with that show." <laughs> they said that Ooh. it was several years ago. I'll never forget I'll never forget the moment I was driving in my car and I heard him say, "Oh, look at Alicia Keys saying this." She just needs to shut up and sing. She was making oh, wow. like a, a political statement or whatever, just speaking her mind. And I was like, huh? Mm. And I never listened <laughs> to that show. Can I share that story? Is that okay? Is that? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is actually, if you listen to, if you pay attention to media very closely, mm-hmm. you will notice that most mainstream media promoted by black, by white people that's, that has a black demographic in my view is designed to dumb black people down. Um, yeah. I was in the, yeah, when I was in in Kentucky this weekend, at, you know, at the hospital, you know, with, with the whole thing with with, with Carmen and everything, uh-huh. um, I uh, was listening to one of the morning shows. I don't remember which one. I'm not gonna say which one because I'm sure all these guys maybe they know who oh, I no. am. I don't want to be rude, but 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 it was really I was listening for certain cues, and I I, I bet I, it's like I play this game with myself to see if I'm right. And I said, I bet you if I keep listening, I'm gonna hear lots of like loud black women laughing in the background and black men being clowns. And it was like, and, and, and literally right on the money, right on cue. It was like, well, you know, you gotta go get to the okie doke. Yo, and then you hear the black one. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> like, and I want y'all to listen for that. Every time they do no show, it's always loud laughter. And it's never, it's like, it's like as black people, you just laugh because, you know, I mean, why? Why? How could you ever be serious? You're not a serious people. No one will take you seriously. No one is supposed to take you seriously. You're just supposed to be the clowns. And and I remember just thinking to myself, I said, this is why I'm so happy that I don't have to go on shows like that anymore. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's like when you're in the middle of like all these serious issues, sometimes you want to laugh. I laugh all the time. I love making jokes, but sometimes you got to like grow up a little bit. You know. So- What's the name of those two people that used to clown all the time? They're like the stereotype because they remind me of fresh. When you said fresh and fit, it reminded uh-huh. me of um, was it Fitch and Step It? What's the name? Of, I can't remember. Step the, it, oh, Step and Fetch It. Step and Fetch It. That's what fresh <laughs> remind me of. Step and Fetch It. Fetch It. I can't even. I don't even know how to say it, but yeah, that's what they remind me of. So they're promoted. They are promoted, and they're put up on this screen, and of course. It, the the, I, the purpose of it is to get a rise out of us, you know, mm. is to get us angry and mad and get us all up in arms and to get us all upset and to stop. Because I'm, you know, I'm preparing for my semester. I'm preparing for my spring semester that starts next week. And it's, it's the whole point is to pull you away from what you're doing that's productive and to get you on this frequency of, oh, my God, I can't believe 
that fresh and fit would actually say that about a whole group of people and say something really stupid. I mean, really, what would happen if we just turn it all off and just stop giving it our attention? It's so ridiculous. Like anybody with two brain cells would know, you know, just to put a whole entire group of people into one category. And we know that all of us are diverse and we all come from what's wrong with Shaniqua? You know, what's wrong with that name? My favorite actress from Star Trek Discovery, Mm. that's her name, Shaniqua. (laughs) She's doing Mm. wonderful things on the screen, you know. So um, I think that's her name. I can't remember. I'm bad with names. But, you know, you get what I mean. It's just like this sort of stereotype. It's just kind of it's a little bit ridiculous. And when you brought it to me and talked to me about it, my first inclination was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> oh my God! So what? Let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you, Let me interrupt you, Doctor Alicia, because uh, first of all, I hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up. There's Alicia's website, coachingwithdrlicia.com. Uh, somebody did call me out because I didn't read the super chat, and he made a donation, so I got to read I, his, uh, his his comment disappeared. So I had to go back and grab it. Um, Reclaim your throne says Asian doll. Asian doll was on their show. And um, I guess she was the lady that walked away because she felt disrespected, I guess. And they said, she literally said she wouldn't date a black man who hasn't killed at least three people. This is the state of generation Z black women. Well, um, you know, I'm not going to say that that's the state of all all the black women, but I will say I'm going to give the uncle Boyce perspective. And then I'd like to get on Alicia's point of view. Uh, because she is the therapist and I'm the guy who needs the therapist. So uh, here's what um, um, I would say to that. Uh, I will say that there is, uh, you must pay very close attention to media and the glorification of of dysfunctional behavior in the black Mm -hmm. community. Uh, You know, that glorification of dysfunctional behavior where they take the, 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 um, the, the kid who need, who really needs help. He needs psychological help because he's, he's been overly traumatized uh, he has his parents abandoned him. He's he dealt with extreme poverty, maybe been in and out of jail, maybe been raped or molested, uh, you know, all kinds of other stuff. And they make him into the hero. They make him into the guy you look up to. So the women, I think, in my view, this is Uncle Boy's perspective. I'd like to get you. I want to get your take on this, Alicia. They the, the women want because they, you want to be next to the man that you see as being powerful and rich and famous. You think that this dysfunctional guy is a guy you want to be next to. Next thing you know, he's the father of your children. And next thing you know, you're raising them kids all by yourself. Uh, you, you know, your life is is kind of a mess. Uh, or maybe he's dead uh, before you're both 28 years old uh, because because that thug life it usually doesn't end well. So I personally think that that what China doll, Asian, Asian doll, Asian, I said China doll, Asian doll, Asian China doll. I don't know why black people want to be Asian in China and all that. Just be black shit. Stop that. Um, you know, uh, she you know, I, I think that that statement I've seen women say that I think I remember Lauren London said something like that, that she was, uh, she liked old dog in the movie menace to society. Like she wanted a gangster guy like that who would just kill somebody on the spot. And then when you translate that to the fact that lots of women get murdered by their husbands, by their boyfriends, I know women that have gone through that. It's kind of like, well, why would you want that? Why would you want to be in a relationship and have a child with a man who will kill you? Maybe that also means that maybe that therapist can help you work through some of that. So you can understand what a healthy relationship looks like. What do you think, babe? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, something is amiss if she's going to name herself Asian doll. You know, I don't know where she got Asian doll from and she's a black woman. And she's saying that she is the same way uh, fresh and fit are glorifying um, the fact that I don't want to date these trashy black women because all black women are this way. So I don't go in the dark. Um, She is saying that she only wants to date 
black men who are um, who are living this certain lifestyle. And so I'm wondering how that works works for her. Yeah. Ah, speed dating. <laughs> you yeah, know, oh, I knew that would get your attention. If you want to change it around, you you got my attention away. But if yeah, if you well, want to well, know, well, Tony, Tony Terrell made a donation. Thank you, Tony. By the way, Tony so I, I, I want to throw his chat on this so you can respond to that. Yeah, Doctor Alicia actually did. Um, you did speed dating at the convention, and a lot of people loved it. And and what I really liked about it was that um, one of the things I did say to the young ladies is like, look, if you're looking for a certain type of man. If you meet that man at one of my events, chances are he's a quality man because because raggedy men don't follow me typically. They get mad at me. They're, those are the guys who get mad. They you know they 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 you know say they say all kinds of stuff, whatever. And a lot of times it's because you know there's a difference between I'm, I don't care what anybody says. There's a difference between a man who was significantly mentored and and loved by a quality man versus a man who never received that love, who had to get manhood by watching his favorite rapper. Or whatever, right? And so, uh, so actually, Keisha, Keisha Ravenel went to the event, and um, and she met a great guy. And I said, I know he's a great guy. Why? Well, because he spent money and came to the convention, and and that's the type of guy. Because I speak on this all the time. I believe deeply in the importance of black men presenting ourselves uh, by putting our best foot forward. And if you're not that man yet, you can still be that man, but you got to work to be that man. You know, uh, some of that stuff you're seeing on TV is terrible. It's dysfunctional. Your, your children will laugh at you. You you know what man wants to be the clown where hit the way like well daddy ain't shit. Daddy always drunk. Daddy always high. Daddy ain't came around since last Christmas. The, the, I, I think guys will understand that that catches up with you. It catches up. You know when you get older and, and your your kids are grown, they're they're literally just you know peeing on your wheelchair because they're like you you were a complete mess like my whole life. I have no respect for you, and that's just sad to me because uh, you know I don't know if anybody else knows this feeling of having a father where you look at your dad like a superhero. I had that privilege. I had the privilege, even though my father was not perfect by any stretch, but I saw him as a superhero because because most of the time he didn't let me down. And uh, and I just really want everybody to kind of get that experience and, and aim for that. That's my two cents. Go ahead, babe. Do you have something you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, the type of man, I mean, the type of person that you date is a reflection of you, you know, so if you're the kind of person, why do I keep dating all these crazy people? Why do I keep dating all these people with no money? Why do I keep dating all these people with these issues? I mean, if you really want to look at it, you can kind of like pick out the patterns of all the people that you're dating and then take a really hard look at yourself. You know, I really wouldn't. What advice would you give me to find a man? And I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, you find mm. you find your partner in, in finding yourself. And it sounds so cliche-ish. Oh, my God, that's such a cliche. But it really works that way. Like how we met in the library. I was just doing my thing. I was just being Alicia in the library. Yeah, that's what I do on a Sunday is go to the library, get a jump start <laughs> on my week. You know, and that's how it is. And then I meet somebody else that gets a jump start on their week by going to the library. Mm. So, I mean, mm. that's that's really that's really how it works. And I mean, I and it just makes me real compassionate um, for people who have a hard time finding somebody because they don't want that. They like, you know, I'm changed. I'm a new person. I want to find someone that meets up with that. So, you know how I feel about the speed dating. It was something I've always wanted to do. It was, you know, thank you so much, Boyce, for allowing me to do that. Because I came to you and I said, it would be so much fun to do speed dating. And you gave me the green light. And if you hadn't, that would have been fine. You know, I would have been okay. But it was just me living out my dream. And so I hope to see more 
who is the person that Keisha? I want to see more Keishas getting with more. I don't know her gentleman's name. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I want more of that to happen. I think it's so it's beautiful and like minded people getting together, the common denominator. So um, I really. Yeah, well, well yeah. by the way, guys, uh, I'm speaking with uh, my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins, and we uh, our initial conversation was about the Fresh and Fit podcast and the guys going out of their way to say that they refuse to date black women and, and the general conversation, not so much about those guys, but really talking about like, where does that come from? Where does it, where, where do we get, you know, these, these, these dudes who say I refuse to date black women, or what do you get those women who say I refuse to date black men? And, and what makes you hate yourself that much? Like, what do you have to go through? Stuff like that. If you could do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Uh, also, uh, Dr. Alicia's website is coachingwithdralicia.com. She's a licensed uh, couples counselor, and also she's a full professor of social work. And uh, and that's that's a big deal, and I want to make sure I honor her in that way, and I always will. All right, guys, so one of the things I want to uh, throw up here, first of all, uh, thank you, Latricia, uh, for your um, for your uh, support of the platform. Latricia, see, that's one, of, that's one of them ghetto names they call it. My sister's name is Latanja. That would be defined as a ghetto name, but she's Dr. Latanja. Thank you very much. So, I, so I, I think that when the guy said that whole thing about if you want to date a Shaniqua or Laquisha, you know, that that to me was 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 where he was stepping over the line. It was, it was one thing when they mentioned the app, you know, the black dating app, and he said, I don't use that. And then he started saying, well, look, if you want to date the Laquishas and Sh- Shaniquas, and then he said, we, we're not down with the brown. We don't dabble in the dark. You know, I, 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 I think I, honestly, I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, that's really I was I imagine like what if a white guy was saying those things like we don't dabble in the dark. We don't we don't get down with the brown. Like, I mean, even though we don't care if white people won't date black people, I, I don't I'll admit I, you know, I like black women. That's my preference. I wouldn't date a white woman. It doesn't mean I hate them. I just have a preference. Right. Um, but. But it's kind of like I, I won't sit around and say, you know, uh, you know, talk about another ethnic group and just say, you know, like or Asian people and just say, like, how are you, you going to get mellow with the yellow? I ain't playing with it. Yellow reminds me of Pete. You know, like I wouldn't say something like that. Right. Because that would be a terrible thing to say. And it would be really bad if I was an Asian man saying that. Right. Like if you're an Asian, like there's something deep about that that I think we miss when we're just kind of talking about it on the surface level. Um, I also think about. Uh, just how many people would be hurt by by the idea by the fact that that's been promoted? You know, I don't know if anybody else is noticing this, but it seems like some in some pockets of the internet, there's a mass promotion to hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of black people that there's something fundamentally wrong with black women, and then also there are spaces where people are promoting the idea that there's something fundamentally wrong with black men, right? If you go to like um, the website for Harriet. Uh, they, they have a lot of commentary and comments that are very, very anti-black male, almost like black. I think I think the root, um, which I think the root is heavily influenced by the LGBT community. I, I, I'm convinced of that. But I think they wrote an article where they said black men are the white men of the black community or some of the, or straight black men, straight black men are the white men of the black community or something like that. So you kind of have this division. And it makes me think about uh, Dr. Alicia, like the trauma. And you and I were discussing today about the ACEs scale and how so many of our people are, are very high on that scale of trauma. And that trauma can create some of this crazy dysfunctional uh, interaction with each other. Well, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's interesting. I'm looking at um, I'm looking at a statistic on interracial dating because I really don't think um, I don't think a lot of I don't think they speak for even a small percentage of black men. I don't think a lot of black men actively go out and 
say I'm not going to date a black woman. I don't think they even do that. I think that um, it's a small percentage. And so I'm trying to look up the percentages. Bear with me. I'm trying to look at the percentages of interracial people. And okay, 2015, uh, newlywed individual. Uh, dramatic, okay, increase intermarriage intermarriage for blacks and whites. So they're saying that in 2015, it's 11% in 2015. So that's a pretty small number. So it's it's really interesting that, that this sort of so sensational podcast is out there when a very small slice of black men are actually pursuing and seeking out white women. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not something that's carried on. So black women don't be worried. It ain't all black men don't feel this way. You still got a chance, you know. So even if your name is Shaniqua, you know, you still have a chance. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see anything well, wrong with that name. Well, so, I, I, share, I share King Leak's yeah. comment. Uh, he made a donation mm -hmm. to the podcast. Thank you, King Leak. And he says, Dr. Boyce, the host Myron admitted to sleeping with one of the black women who came on his podcast. She was crazy and claimed he impregnated her. Oh, wow. Okay, I don't know if anything oh, else. To say about that. Okay, I, so I don't have, I, I, that that to me sounds very anecdotal. Like, okay, it's one crazy person and two people sleeping together. That that honestly, that 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 information doesn't grab me as much as the bigger conversation. Like, I I, I think with stuff like that, it's more it's more in that gossipy space. Like, what he's doing with his personal life is not of interest to me. I think the question becomes. Like, like, think about it. There's a reason why you take your personal life and you make it public. You have to, you have an objective. You're, you're trying to do something that affects more than just yourself. Like, for example, there is a reason why um, I have said repeatedly to you guys on this platform, like, I, if, if I ever get married, I'm going to marry a black woman, right? I could have kept that to myself. You know, I could have just been like, you know, thinking this, but not saying it. But I said it. And the reason I said it is because I was making a point. You know, I was letting you letting you all know, look, this is what I believe in. This is who I am. This is what I think is important. Right. And 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 so so when you go out of your way to let everybody know that you won't date a black woman, that you refuse to date a black woman, to me, um, and I'm asking you about this, babe, Dr. Alicia. Um, it seems to me like you're reflecting some type of a trauma, like you're settling a score. Like maybe in your childhood, you didn't fit in with black people. Maybe uh the Shaniquas didn't want you or made you feel like something was wrong with you because you got an A in science class or something. I don't know. Um, you know, and, and I, I've seen that before. I don't know if anybody else has seen that, but you see sometimes men or women who are bitter because they've been hurt by people in a certain group. Uh, what do you think about that? How, how, yeah. How's that theory? Uh, yeah, that, make, that makes sense. And it, you also could be hurt by, by white people. You know, sometimes mm. uh, black men in particular will go and date little blonde, little blonde hair, blue eye to kind of stick it to the white man to say, you know what? You think you better than me, but I can take your woman. <laughs> I can take your woman. It's yeah. your life. You know, so sometimes that could be sort of like a status symbol of I've arrived because I got this white woman on my side. And yeah. although you white man try to oppress me, um, I'm going to one up you by being better than you because I have a, I have some white girlfriends and they'll tell me, they say, you know what? I I never had a black man hit on me. And then uh, one of my friends, she says she dyed her hair blonde one time. She's a redhead, but she dyed her hair blonde 
from Red and she said so many black men were trying to hit on her all of a sudden. And so I just kind of feel like that blonde hair is like that status symbol with some black men where they just think, you know, that's that's my way of the oppression that I'm experiencing. Mm. Especially the, especially so with black men who want to fit in with the with the dominant society. Mm, interesting. Not all black men. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. And before I respond to that, I want to let everybody know I'm talking to my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins, and we're talking about the Fresh and Fit podcast, where the hosts went out of their way to say they don't date black women, and they also stereotype black women by saying that they were ratchet, and that they don't dabble in the dark, and they don't get down with the brown, and all this other stuff. And so if you could take a second, please hit the thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Uh, We're not like Fresh and Fit. We don't have a big corporation (laughs) like Spotify or Apple or YouTube backing us up. Uh, We have you. We have the community. And so if you share the video, hit the like button, share, subscribe, all that stuff that helps us grow uh, because we want to provide a counter narrative. Uh, We believe it deeply in us uh, as a community wanting to be smarter, not dumber. So uh, that's what we stand for. And I hope that you uh, will support us in, in achieving this goal. So all you got to do is hit that like button right now, thumbs up, share, subscribe, please do that. All right. So, uh, you know, that that's um. so, so tell me wait, your last point, give me that, give me the last point you made. Cause I had something I wanted to say in response to that. What you say? So black men want to fit into the dominant society. Boom. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That, <laughs> That is it. Thank you. You 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 helped me uh, find that thought. Um, I agree with you 100. percent Like I, I think that when you talk about these guys that are getting mainstream appeal, mm-hmm. a black man does not get mainstream appeal by being an authentic black man. He doesn't. The greatest black men I know are men like Louis Farrakhan, um, Dr. Claude Anderson, uh, Brother Nuri Muhammad. These are not black men. These are about the most thorough quality men that you will ever meet. But you don't see them in mainstream media because they don't fit as well as the clowns do. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the the black man tends to fit in the mainstream media if he fits into one of a few categories. If you play, if you dribble basketball, throw a football, as long as you shut up and dribble, you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are <clears throat> a comedian and you make people laugh, they love the clown because the clown is not threatening. If you are a um, if you are gay and you are a black man, you will go a lot further than if you are straight and masculine. Right. That's just that's just a fact in my view. Right. Uh, And I think that with these guys, I will put them more so in the clown category or also in the assimilationist Mm -hmm. space. Right. Like I'm assimilating because I hate black women just like y'all do. I black women. I'm a black man. I'm going to leverage my black skin to basically say the same thing that white people are already thinking. Think about it. I mean, seriously, let's just keep it 100. Let's keep it 100, right? Has anybody ever been out? Like, the black people that come to this platform, we all have fun. Like, y'all were at the convention, and we were all laughing and having a good time. But y'all are also serious people. That's why you're here. You're not like everybody else, right? So have you ever been in a space where you saw a group of people that look like you, but they wasn't like you, if you know what I mean? Like, they were kind of doing some stuff that was almost like, like, damn, come on, brother. Like, come on, man. Or, you know, like, like you like, man, like almost like a little embarrassed. Let's just be honest. Like sometimes, you, you know, and you don't say nothing like you just kind of, or like even um, I think about when Jussie Smollett was telling that big old lie and Dave Chappelle, uh, he was very honest. And he said, he said, we were supporting you with our silence because all the black people were like, oh, my God, what the hell? 
Like, so when you see stuff like that, it, it's kind of like, whoa, you know. So, so the thing is, white people see this behavior too. They see when we are not in our best form, if you know what I mean, when we are a little bit Jerry Springerish. And some white folks just see that as like that's what black people do, right? They don't they don't know the nuances. They don't know that we're diverse like everybody else, you know. So they that's what they see. So when he as a black man steps up, to me, this is what I'm seeing now. I'm I'm really processing the stream of consciousness. Please forgive me. Allow me to let this out. But but when he's sort of validating that and saying, Yeah, I see it too. Yeah, black women are ratchet as hell. I, I see what y'all see, right? To me, that's gonna get you favor with Massa. They gonna like that. Like white folks be like, wow, wow, dude, he said this stuff. I can't say it, but I'm glad somebody said it, man. Yeah, bro. You know, right? <laughs> you know, instead of actually just doing the decent thing, which is to say, look, you know, black women and black men, we all have gone through a lot. And I'd like for you to talk about the trauma and the aces and all that, because I think a lot of us are not even educated on what that trauma does to us, right? Uh, we've been through a lot, and some of us are not where we want to be, <laughs> right? But 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 to me, if you love the community, you're gonna just work with that. You're gonna have a you you're gonna say, look, like you know, like me in my in my dating preference, I picked a wife who is not, you know, no. I, if if my wife had been loud and ghetto and ridiculous, I probably would be like, no, thank you, right? But I'm not gonna be like, oh, see, this is why I don't date black women. I just said I'm not gonna date that black woman, but I'm gonna date that black woman over there. Right. Why can't you have that nuance? Why? You know, so, so when you get to the point where you make these one dimensional stereotypes and you sort of lump all the black women in one group, that that's kind of terrible, especially if you're a black man on a big platform. You, you can't do that, man. Just just shut up. Just keep your mouth shut. We we, we see the we see the, the we see the ghetto behavior when it happens. And we just kind of like, OK, I'm not I'm going to leave the room now. You ain't got to go out of your way and do masses bidding and run out with the broom like go ahead, babe. Please. Okay, one thing I want to say, that's really sweet of you to say that voice, but, you know, I was raised in Gary, Indiana, so I do have a ghetto side to me. It's not yes, the you only do. Side. I can confirm this. <laughs> it's not the only side that I have, and I don't think that my ghetto side is any less than my um, college professor side or my therapist side. It's not one, it's not better than the other. It's just a different side. I like hanging out with um, ghetto people as much as I like hanging out with people at the university. If not, if anything, the quote unquote ghetto people are sometimes, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I enjoy hanging out with everybody and that's part of me. I can't turn my back on my, where I come from. I mean, that's just mm -hmm. part of me and where I come from. And I don't think it's less than anything. And so that's one thing I want to make a point about. Second thing I want to make a point about is that you mentioned that white people already think that we are part of those that stereotype. And I want to take it a step further. I would venture to say that <clears throat> the white people in charge, they know how great black people are. They know how wonderful we are. I would even venture to say that they're in tune with the alternative voices on YouTube, like this one right here, like the show that we're putting on right here and all of the other intelligent shows that you put on, I would even venture to say that they are quite aware of the um, really intelligent Black people the, and Black people who most of us 
don't fit into that stereotype because it's a stereotype. It's a lie. I would venture to say that they know how great we are, that they want to promote this sort of thing because they want to divert attention to our away from our greatness towards something that has nothing to do with us. That's not us. That's not who we are. That's a part of who we are. It's a part of who I am, but that's not all of who I am. I'm a whole bunch of different, I'm a multidimensional, I'm a very complex person. You know, with my background making up who I am, and all of us are like this. You know, mm. it's nothing special about me. We all have different sides to ourselves. So I would venture to say that the dominant society or those in charge, they know, they just don't care. They just want to promote what they want to promote. What do you think about mm. that? Um, I, I don't doubt what you're saying. I think that we are special. I do believe that we have that in us. I, I don't think we're I don't think it's necessarily something that's gonna come out on its own. I think that we all have the capacity to be great. We all have the capacity to be destructive. And the question is, which frequency do they get you to operate on? I believe that media convinces many black people to operate not on the God frequency, but to operate on the uh, on the shit frequency. You know, I think that we get pushed to um, I think media, media works to dumb us down, you know. And so um, if you allow that to do to do its job, then. You're not going to be necessarily an asset to your family and to the community. You're, you you do become an embarrassment to some extent. But, um, you know, but when you can step away from that and truly tap into your greatness as a black person, whatever that means for you, then I, I think that you do start to show, uh, you know, what we who we really are. Right. You, you start to show that greatness from ancient Kemet and Kush and, and, and the people who invented right. mathematics and medicine and everything else. Right. Um, so let me read um, a, a comment. Uh, we got a uh, we, we, uh, uh, cultured made a donation. Thank you, cultured. He says Occam's razor. Uh, the Occam's razor means that sometimes the simplest solution is the right one. Uh, he says some black women and men, i.e. the Pookies and Ray Rays are ratchet. Uh, F and F have their preferences are and joking. Oh, oh, fresh and fit. OK. And some people are overreacting. So he says that. Uh, that some black women are the are ratchet and that they have their preferences and are joking and some people overreacting. I think that a preference means like where I say, you know, I prefer, you know, I prefer to eat uh, pizza over hamburgers, right? That's a preference. Uh, th that's different from a, like a restriction. A restriction is where I say I will not eat hamburgers under any circumstances whatsoever. So if I if I admit like if I say, you know. I, because maybe my mama's white or whatever, um, I have a preference for white women because I think about women that remind me of my mother. That's that's okay. You know, my mother was my mother looks a lot like my wife. Actually, they took a picture together, and even your mother said <laughs> that you look more like my mother than than you look like her. And uh, and 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 so people made fun of me. They said, "Oh, you married a light skinned woman? She's damn near white and all that." And and I know you're black, but it's like, and I thought about it, and I said, "Well, wait a minute. I don't know if it's a coincidence if." my mother and my wife are both light-skinned social workers. Like, I, I guess on a subconscious level. And your father was a professor like me. So they're, 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 that subconscious does kick in. So it's one thing if I say I have a preference, right? But if I have a restriction, like if, I, if my mama is black and I say I refuse to date black women, that, that I mean, so that means that my mama wouldn't even be good. And a woman who looks just like my mama is beneath me, what the, I mean, that, I'm sorry. That's a little weird. That means something bad, something must have happened with you and your mama or whatever, because that's not, I don't think that's normal. Am, am I, am I, am I stretching it when I say that? Am I reading too much into it, uh, Dr. Alicia? No, you're not stretching it. I'm just curious from the fresh and fit in their video. Did they ever ex 
because other than Shanique, other than the name of a person, which doesn't say anything, doesn't say too much about them. But was there any concrete reasons why they said they wouldn't date black women? Um, any concrete reason they said um, they one clip they just said they don't dabble in the dark, they don't get down with the brown. Then but another why? one they they um, well one of them said that they, that black women are loud and ratchet, um, and uh, he was given a black woman a, a compliment by saying you're not like other black women. They're usually loud. They're usually ratchet. Um, that's what they said in particular. And um, and I'll read this comment, and then you can uh, definitely respond yeah. to anything you'd like. Um, so MAB, thank you for your donation. He says, so this is a mental illness, but the black woman saying black men are bullet bags, abort black males, and are throwing themselves at white men aren't when you take a stand. Oh, so he's so this person's saying, why don't you take a stand also when you have black women who um who who don't say the most favorable things about black men, right? Mm-hmm. And and I and I would say I do take a stand on that. Yeah. Um, but then again, though, I think that's a valid point. Uh, what do you think, Dr. Alicia, about any, anything I just said? Yeah, the self-hatred goes both ways. I mean, I've been around black women and who just, I don't get it, but they like that pasty white man, you know, that's just their preference. I mean, what was to say? That's, you know, if they like it, I love it. You know, I'm not going to tell them what to do. And, you know, a lot of black women... But, you know, I like to listen to what people actually say. I like to listen to what they say. And I've heard a lot of um, Black women actually say, look, I've tried to date Black men. I have really tried over and over again. I just had to go outside of my race because I just wasn't finding anybody. You know, I've seen like a desperation in in some Black women. So I like to hear what's your reasoning behind it. Or it could just be, look, sometimes you just fall in love. Who you fall in love with is who you fall in love with. You know, sometimes you can't really help it. And you got to play that out. You got to play that out. So I'm not going to say you should never, you can't, can't predict what happens. But, um, but I do, I do want to hear, and I hear that. I hear the pain in a lot of Black, my colleagues. Pain in a lot of black women's voices saying that, you know, I'm just going to have to try to find, maybe I'll go to Africa and find someone in Africa, you know, or maybe I'll go to, uh, I don't know, Latin America country and try to find someone. It's this desperation. It's this need to just want to be desired by somebody. I have to tell you, man, I was so happy. I'm, I don't know if this is switching gears a little bit, but I watched the season finale of Insecure. Mm-hmm. I love that show. <laughs> I love that show. So, anyways, why it's actually the whole, it's entire, it's not even the season finale, but it's the entire show, the finality of the show. And I have to say, applaud to Issa Rae for that final show. And it was really nice to see two dark skinned black women be desired on the screen. You know, they were mm-hmm. they were desired by all the men in their life and they had to choose who they want to be with and all of that. It was just beautiful to see. And I, I don't know what Issa Rae is going to do next, but it was wonderful to see all these dark skinned women, you know, being loved by a man on the screen. So we need more of that to kind of ca- counter this. Uh, I'm not even calling them fresh and fit. I'm calling them um, fit, fish <laughs> and fit or whatever the name I'm, I'm calling them. <laughs> is what they what they're going to be called step and fitch it let me write that down so i can remember but um yeah. but we need to have like more of this we need to start having um we need to start giving people gold stars i like to give people gold stars for doing it right but Issa reagan gets a gold star for that finale so 
go stop. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So um, uh, let's see. So the, uh, the next comment, uh, G-Y-L-L-K Lucra, I guess. Uh, thank you for your donation. Uh, this person says, love you, big bro. But you're taking this whole conversation out of context. They aren't talking about all black women. Myron has spoken on settling down with women in his race, Muslim, later in life. Okay, so uh, GYU says uh, that we're overreacting. And that, that's a possibility. Maybe we are. Um, but I, I don't I don't think it was an overreaction. I think that if it was, then they, they, they'd probably have to clarify that. But I really don't think you can really fix that. I think that when they... They didn't just make one statement. They made several statements that were, uh, you know, overtly stereotypical. If you go to my Instagram, my Instagram is the real boys Watkins. The clip is right there. Um, and I was I was I was disturbed enough that I said, OK, let me just do a little podcast about it, because I kind of feel like um, we got to kind of speak up when major corporations like Apple and Spotify and YouTube are promoting uh, this kind of hatred. Uh, I, if, if we were, if you're talking about the gay community, if somebody just said, well, I'll be friends with anybody, but a gay person, cause gay people do this and gay people do that. Um, then they, they, they would be out so- there. <laughs> Yeah. They would be out there. They'd be out there protesting. Yeah. They, they, they would shut you down. They will fight. Well, we you. Need a boycott. We need to boycott Apple. We're like, take this slander down. You are, um, destroying our image you're destroying the image of the black women are we all gonna boycott apple i know i don't i don't think i don't think we have to necessarily i mean people can respond how they want to respond i think it's more so a matter of taking the time to critically analyze what media is saying about black people you know we we don't take the time to say why is it that spotify and apple and these other places can openly promote you know murdering black people in music get away with it and get away and no, with it. right there's no accountability there um i remember they don't do that to anybody else they can't do that to asian people they can't do that to uh because you know stop asian hate y'all remember that hashtag uh they can't do that to jewish people they can't do that to gay people so why are they allowed to do that to black people and uh and i give dave Chappelle credit because he did bring that up you know uh he's you know he, he said how come i can say the n-word but i can't say the f-word when it comes to to, to gay people and um, and I, I really think that because we're so used to being disrespected mm-hmm. that we're not even it's not even crossing our mind. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, we're just black people. So who said we should have any rights? We don't deserve to have any rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, um, where's the outrage in terms of not toward step and fidget? Where's the outrage toward these uh, platforms that's promoting this? And I think that's where we initially started our conversation with, okay, who cares about them? But why are they being promoted? And why is this minority view being blown up all over? Like, like that's that's how it's supposed to be. Asian doll made comments as well as as well towards oh, black. Oh, that's women. okay. Yeah, oh. I, I just put it up on the screen. You don't have to respond right away. I'm sorry. I just okay. Oh, it's okay. They, they made they made a donation, so I'm, I'll put the comment on. As long as you don't make say nothing crazy, I'll put I'll put it on the screen. Um, uh, but, but so so yeah, so they're talking about this Asian doll lady. Now we've already concluded that she might have some issues because mm-hmm. I think that she said she wouldn't date him uh, date a man unless he killed three people or something like that. Which um, that right there, that's a whole other conversation. You know this. I, I don't get it. I, 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 you know, I, I go into uncle boys mode where I would just say to any young woman, like if you find yourself attracted to dangerous men in that way, um, just know a lot of women die like that. Like there are, there are the cemeteries full of women who thought it was exciting to date 
the killer, the gangster, the thug. And I know they glorify that in the music, but ain't that that shit don't end that that never ends well. Like, or it rarely ends well. How about that? Yeah, it doesn't end well. And I mean, it's not just I mean, there's a lot of women, you know, who are just prone for to dating abusive men. And sometimes they don't even mean it. They're like, you know, I'm trying to look for the nice guy. Why am I not seeing the red flags? Because he's coming out of a bag on me and beating me up. I didn't realize that I upset him so much. You know, they think that they're really picking somebody that's really going to be awesome this time. And usually a lot of women like that are prone. They, they have a pattern. That's what I was talking about earlier about looking at the pattern of people that you're dating. And it's funny because as soon as you set them up with somebody who's not abusive, what's the first thing they say about, <laughs> what's the first thing they say about women who are prone? Lame, or, boring. Is that yeah, they're like, I can't date him. He's boring. I'm like, no, <laughs> he's, he's kind to you. He don't beat you up all the time. You know, and I, I'm not laughing about it because it really is a, I mean, it's funny. It's no joke, though, because it's a very serious problem in a lot of people's community. I just um, you know how I feel that, you know, there is ignorance everywhere. And I just have an issue with just having that ignorance being attached to us and who we are when really I'm seeing it and I see things, you know, I'm seeing it all over. And and um, I just have a problem with that. Why it's being promoted just with us. So what do you do? Like, let, let's 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 sort of finish up on something constructive, okay. so we can all be better people. So we're not just, you know, gossiping about two guys that don't matter. Um, I'm not watching that podcast at all. Um, it's just it's it's not uh, something I I'm, I'm interested in on that level. I was only interested because so many other people were um, affected by what they said on a big platform, and I wanted to make it clear that that's not appropriate. But I'd be curious to know. Um, it, let's say you're in that that category, right? You and I were laying together. We were doing our pillow talk, our real pillow, talk, our, our actual pillow talk that was in private. And uh, we, watched, we watched that great video by that mm-hmm. doctor who talked about trauma, childhood trauma, and how that affects your um, your brain, how that affects your choices, um, how that can just affect your your physical health, your immune system, all that. And when they were going down the list of all the things that they were ch- testing people on, like, you know, what was it? Have you ever been phys- psychologically or emotionally abused? Have you ever been physically abused? You know, things like that. I know a lot of people that are very high in that scale, that ACEs scale. Um, and, and it seems to me that if you're high on the ACEs scale, if you don't want it to wreck your life and to be like a toxin for all your years, that you'd, you'd want to do some self self-repair some self uh self-care on that um and uh, and I, so i'm a big believer in therapists therapy and all that I, I i love i love i love talking to my therapist i think it's it's very beneficial for everybody uh what are your thoughts just because you're a therapist yourself where are some steps that we could take to begin to repair that so that when you do meet the right person you can show up as the right person yeah, I mean, I think um, taking that ACEs scale may be eye-opening for a lot of people. Um, if you're able to, because it doesn't ask you, have you ever been traumatized? Because <laughs> most people will be like, no, never happened to me as a child. But it specifically asks, asks very, very um, specific situations that you may have been in as a child. And, um, and if you answer yes to a lot of those I think you should stop and say, okay, maybe this has happened to me. Has Did you grow up in a household where someone belittled you and talked really bad about you and made fun of you? The people, your parents, the people who are supposed to protect you and they never did. 
you know, did they physically harm you? Did anyone and and you were never protected and you were and even if you did experience some sort of harm, were you allowed to express it and talk about it? Because we all know as just living in this world that you're going to always have situations that are unpleasant. But if you in and that's the key, children, when you're growing up and you go outside your house, you know, or sometimes inside your house, you have experiences that are unpleasant. You had nobody to go to to talk about it. No one to go to to protect you. No one to say, hey, hold on. This child doesn't deserve this. Hold on, child. Talk to me about how you're feeling. If you did not have that, it gets frozen into the body. And that's where the trauma part comes in. So if you know that you've had those experiences, number one, you can get a therapist. Number two, you can journal about it, try to get it all out and write about it in a way where you could just just start um, in, you know, I do, I do this with a lot of my clients is that we just talk about it. Tell me what happened. What's what happened to your body? What happened? What did you feel inside? How did you feel getting it all out in some, in some sort of way? Um, Art is excellent. Yoga is excellent. There's a bunch of different ways to help release some of that trauma in you so that you can love yourself again. Because the the thinking is that if I'm important, the people in my house are going to treat me like I'm important. You know, and if and if the people who are supposed to be loving me and protecting me, like mom, a mother is supposed to, you know, you're thinking moms are supposed to love their children. Fathers are supposed to love their children. What's wrong with me that my mom didn't love me like that? What's wrong with me that my dad didn't love me the way that they should have? And so you internalize that and say, there must be something wrong with me. That's what the mind of a child thinks. And you carry that with you and you get older and you learn that you can't trust somebody. Yeah, I got this issue. I can't talk about it with my partner because I just have problems with trust. And so it all comes out that way. And so. um, So, yeah, I mean, I think it just it needs to you need to, number one, recognize it because most people don't recognize that this happened to them. They just go on. It's going to life and they become um, fresh and fit or whatever they start. To <laughs> you know, they internalize it as a self-hatred because that's all I could see is self-hatred. These poor gentlemen who are who I bet you fresh and fit, um, whoever they are, I bet they're wonderful people, you know, deep down inside. And they just have a lot of things that they need to deal with. Um, Even I talked about Kevin Samuels. I bet deep down inside, he's a very intelligent person, very wonderful person. I bet deep down inside, there's a decent human being in him. Mm -hmm. It just, we just don't see it, you know, but it's there because all of us have that in us. And so I, I never give up on anybody. Like, I love to, it's never too late to turn his platform around or anyone's platform around. Maybe they will all wake up, but maybe not, you know, but, you know, there's things you can do, you know, it's never too late. It's 2020, 2022, 2022 right now. I mean, you know, this is, there's no excuse to get your life together. Mm. We all, we got it. (laughs) Well, you know, it seems, I mean, I, I I like the way you laid it out there that, you know, that a lot of times people that traumatize other people yell and bark and scream and go off and get triggered by other people that deep down, if you ask a lot of them, like, are you a good person? A lot of them will say, yes, I'm a good person. They are. Unless you, unless you mess with me, unless you do this to me, unless you do that to me. Uh-huh. And and then next thing you know, they become, you know, uh, a psychopath. Right. And I think it's, uh, it's one of those things where, um, you know, that, that, that trauma is contagious, like a virus where mm-hmm. it seems to me that if you have trauma and you haven't addressed it, you just go through life re-traumatizing other people. You traumatize and that, and I think that's what makes some black people afraid of black of other black people. You well, know, I've known men 
I, I've known men that are afraid of certain black women because uh, they feel like they're going to get re-traumatized. I know women who are afraid of certain men because something terrible happened with a black man. And and then sometimes because we've had terrible things done to us, we do terrible things to other people. Right. Like 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 I've talked to um, I remember talking to a guy once who who beat who would beat his wife consistently. And I remember it was odd to me because he did not understand why that was not appropriate behavior. He did not even he didn't even get it. You know, and and I said, well, what did you learn? I mean, I think the police were chasing him and all that. I said, what did you learn from that whole experience? And he said, he said, I got I got to learn not to trust these hoes. And I got I got to learn how to get a woman by me who's loyal. And, and like he couldn't even connect it to himself. He really, in his mind, felt like he was a good person and that he had to do what he did because her, you know, because she was this and this. that. She wasn't beating him up. She wasn't, you know, pulling the gun out on him and none of that. You know, and and that really kind of let me made me think about how when you don't address the trauma, you just hurt so many other people. And it's it's like, you know, uh, fixing that is an important part of healing in our community because that that does spread like a virus. When we re-traumatize each other, that's how we continue generational curses and all this other stuff that holds us back. And I think that those of us that want to do better, you, you have to acknowledge that and go back and fix it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny because um, as you were talking, I was going to jump in there, but I was going to talk about how, you know, sometimes people who've been traumatized and they lash out like physical abuse. I mean, that's not that's just a boundary. That's a a boundary that's crossed that should never, ever be crossed. So that's a whole nother category. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about people who if you're around people who are triggered a lot, you know, and they just start one little thing just sets them off and starts triggering them. You know, I always feel like this deep down inside the need to just if you went up to them and just gave them a big old hug. That's really what they want. You know, I'm sure deep down inside they just want they need somebody to soothe them because, you know, they're um, they're trying to protect themselves. And the best way mm. to protect themselves is to lash out because they actually see threat. It's a threat mm. response. You know, they really feel like they're going to be injured. And um, as a reaction to that threat response, they're responding and lashing out and yelling and, you know, doing some things they never should be doing, you know, but they really need to be greeted with love to kind of heal them a little bit. And, you know, it's funny because (laughs) I'm laughing about this. Can I share a story or do you need, do you, are you moving on time? Okay. Cause you know, I know, I don't want you to tell me, Alicia, you talk too much. Okay. (laughs) Well, no, let, let me, well, let, let me tell them where they, before you tell the story, let me tell everybody, uh, well, okay. first of all, somewhere asking about that ACEs scale for trauma, uh, it's ASIS. So if you look up the ACEs scale, you can take that test, uh, to see uh-huh. where you fit. And, um, and I think what a number of like, ASIS, right? Adverse childhood experiences <laughs> oh well you know that there is an ACIS scale ASIS too no is, this is but that's a- not the right one okay ACIS thank you adverse okay, childhood ACIS phase okay 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 got it got it thank you thank you for that for correcting me on that Ooh, I almost got that wrong um and also uh by the way uh you can uh Dr. Alicia's website is coachingwithdralicia.com 
<clears throat> if you want to find that. And also, if you want to follow her on Instagram, she's at Coaching with Dr. Alicia. So feel free uh, to follow on the gram. And hit the thumbs up button, everybody. Hit the thumbs up button. Now go ahead, babe. Tell your story, please. Okay, I'm going to tell my story. I hope I hope people like it. But <clears throat> I bought this book because, okay, so the kids were acting great. I had three, three kids. They were all just not listening at all. Okay, so I bought this book. I was like, I'm not going to yell at them anymore. I'm not going to traumatize my kids. So I bought this book called Peaceful Parenting. Y'all should get this book. But I got it in audio book form. <laughs> You're laughing. I, I, I know that book. Know it's the whitest. It's the whitest book in the world. You know because it's written by you know yes, all is. the research. But at the same time, <laughs> let me just say, I mean, yelling at your kid—that's that's not necessarily a black black thing. People yell at their kids. Okay. So anyway, right. I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. So I played it in the car with the kids in there with me. And so they were talking about peaceful parenting. Don't yell at your child, speak to your children calmly and all of this. So we used to, so they would, they would be bad, but there was a part in there where it said, whenever your child starts acting up and not listening, it is a signal that they need a hug. Right. So I would ask them to do stuff and we would be out in public. They'd be around their friends and stuff. I would ask them to do things and they didn't do it. And I would say, you didn't do the dishes. Is that because you need a hug? And I would just run up to them and I would give them a big old hug and kiss and just be all over them. I have teenagers, so, you know, they don't like that. But it was great because, number one, I think they really did need attention, you know, and that was just their way of like acting out. They weren't, you know, because I was giving them attention because I was like, you didn't clean your room like I asked you. What was this? And so instead of like putting them on punishment like I was doing that wasn't working, instead of punishing behavior that I didn't like, I would see behavior I didn't like and I would just give them a big old hug. And then I started realizing the more hugs I was giving them, the better they were acting. And so, you know, I wanted to make that point because, you know, grown adults are nothing but deep down inside, we ain't nothing but little children, you know? <laughs> and so mm. still sometimes I think if there are people in your family that's acting out, and I think what we're seeing here today is a great example of somebody acting out. They really need, they need like a hug or something. <laughs> you well, know? you know what, you, you know, I, 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 do, I do, well, you know, I, I will tell you that I did, you know, I, I know that book, Peaceful Parenting, and I did think it was, <laughs> crazy it was it was a little weird but I, but, you, but you know but but you know what I, I i will say this i've always felt or as i as time goes on i realize that uh love is just one of the most powerful forces in the universe i, I also learned little things like um you know that everybody wants to be seen and heard and i think that by letting people know that they're heard and giving them that that hug and and giving them that love uh, you are able to make that connection that then allows you to influence that person. They open themselves yes. up for influence, right? Which which is better than the type of parenting I saw as a kid, which was very much oppressive. Like, if you don't do it, you will be beaten and tarred and feathered and traumatized and killed. And, you know, I, I might kill you. I might kill you today, right? And and so so may, so you are right, though. I Like, I love talking to the kids. Like, I don't it, I would not enjoy having to go in there and punch somebody in the face or knock them out or whatever, even though I, I felt that anger before. Um, <laughs> you know, but I, yeah, but what I find is like when I just sit there and I look them in the eye and I say, okay, what's going on? Like, let's talk about it. Like, tell me, like, what, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? And it, it, it gets you a lot further. You know, it allows you to kind of form that connection where you're kind of moving in sync again. Right. And, uh, and so ultimately, I think 
that's uh that's good information. And so just sort of circling back to our original topic in terms of what we were talking about before, which, which I, <laughs> I think is good though. I like this. I like, I like when we're able to take the conversation to something bigger and more applicable to the lives of those who are listening. Like, I don't care about these guys on this podcast. I just saw that as a talking point where it's like, okay, let's talk about, um, you know, how important it is for us to one uh, address media outlets that think it's okay to disrespect black people and black women promote, you know, homicides of black men and all that and understand from a, you know, thoughtful standpoint, how this reflects itself in our community. Remember that what you're seeing in the, in a lot of the music in terms of the, the dehumanization of black people or the celebration of black homicide that is directly connected to the fact that in 2020, 200 rappers were murdered that year. Uh, it does connect directly to the fact that if you go to a lot of cities, you go to Philadelphia, New York, LA, you've got a lot of killing that's happening. Chicago, a lot of death, a lot of a lot of suffering that's occurring, and uh, and 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 the reason no one's addressing this is because they think you like it. They think they look at you like a pig that enjoys being in the slop. So they think, well, well, black people love it. They must love it because they're dancing about it. You know, Lil Nas X does a video where he's twerking in prison. So maybe black people like prison. They, that's what those people like. Right. And and I think it's important for us as black people to kind of say, no, 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 mm-mm. no, that's that's not what the narrative is. And then the last piece of this conversation, in case y'all want to know where we're going, because sometimes some people who come in, they, they may say, gosh, y'all all over the place. Well, no, it, it, it ultimately comes back to you, too. It's like at the end of the day, I don't want you here because you just think this is a cool podcast or or because you, you know, we, we're entertaining you or or we're just famous because you know who we are. No, no, no. This ain't about that. It's about sort of saying, how can you have a better life at the end of the day? You know, how can you uh, have more wealth? We talk about wealth a lot. How can you be healthier psychologically and physically? Uh, a lot of unhealthy people out here in this world, you run into them every damn day. And then also part of being healthy means drawing those boundaries and bringing yourself closer to healthy people and moving away from the people who are not so healthy, who ain't ready yet, right? Or, or dealing with that in a different way, right? How do you have better relationships? How do you get along? You know, like, seriously, I don't want to fight black women all day. Shit, if I'm fighting black women, I, that means I'm fighting everybody. You know, I got I got to fight black men over here. I got to fight black women. I got to fight the white men. I don't want to fight everybody. I want to have an ally somewhere where, where I know somebody has my back. Because who wants to go through life alone, completely, totally alone? Nobody. You can't win like that. You know, you can't win. You can't break even and you can't get out of the game. So this is your community, whether you like it or not. And there are those of you who I commend right now who are strong enough to say, I see the chaos, but I'm down for the cause. I'm down for the cleanup. Like 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 you live in the, you see those towns where they have the tornado and it levels the whole town. And there's always those people who say this is where I grew up. So they show up with their shovel and they say, we're going we're going to clean up you know, piece by piece, and we're going to rebuild brick by brick. Those are the heroes of the community, and those are the heroes in our community too. So I applaud all of you who are uh, of that mindset. I want to encourage you. I want you to feel inspired uh, as you step out into this crazy world and you do what you got to do uh, because you are the you are the future of this community. I want you to know that. So man, I'll let you get the last word. Uh, coachingwithdralisha.com. That's Alicia's website. If you want to follow her, you can follow her coaching with Dr. Alicia on Instagram. If you can hit the thumbs up button, we'd appreciate it. Uh, babe, did you have a final thought you'd like to share? Well, I think that uh, people who love themselves don't want to fight all the time. People mm. who have um, people who are comfortable being friendly and close to other people, they don't want to fight because fighting means you distance yourself from somebody. So, mm. um, you know, sometimes people fight 
and want to be argumentative and do all of that because they're they're scared to get close you know and and i think that um sometimes deep down inside they don't feel like they're worthy of it and mm -hmm. um and it could be you know maybe you were punished as a child not for your behavior because you can say you know you are a wonderful person but what you did was terrible but for mm -hmm. some children they grew up thinking you made a mistake and that means you are a mistake. And so you walk around with that. You are going to grow up and be somebody who can be like a fit, what, fitch and step it and all these mm. other people who get online and want to fight with people all the time. I see all these people online that fight all the time. And, you know, my heart goes out for them because I know their lives are, aren't very happy. And, um, and they fight. You can't just fight in one area and not in the other. So you take mm -hmm. that fight with you. And it's just it's just a guard that you have up. And these are very sad and lonely people. You so know, you know, I feel bad about that. What you gonna say? Oh, I didn't mean to cut you. I was gonna say I, I know a lot of these people personally, the ones who do all the fighting on the internet. Uh, I mean, some of okay. them, some of them I literally like was was the person who shared their video first and then they blew up. Um, and I knew their lives personally. And I'm gonna tell you, most of the people that y'all see who are on the internet fighting every day. They they're not happy people. Like yeah. their lives, like they, I've seen their lives up close, and it's like, oof, you got a lot of issues going on here. Yeah. So, so I didn't mean to cut you off, babe. No, no. I mean, I agree. Yeah. I mean, that's just one thing. I don't. I don't know anybody personally who do that, but um, but it doesn't surprise me at all. You know, yeah. and I, I'm not saying that you know, in all this fighting, it's sensational. You know, it gets a lot of views, and it gets you know, it, it gets a lot of attention. But, you know, we're here. I'm glad I'm glad you brought me on, boys, because I think we're here today to kind of turn it around a little bit. Well, we're, we're here to you know, present, spread love today. We're, we're here to present a perspective. I, I personally believe yeah. our community needs to hear more from the grownups and not the 45 year old teenagers that are out here. You have a lot of immaturity, um, a lot of anti-intellectualism. They think that trying to be smart means you're, you're being uppity and all that. And I think that's kind of silly, um, you know, and, we, and I respect what everybody else is doing. But, you know. Uh, I, I, I kind of grew up in a space where as a man got older, you want to be more grown. You're not trying to still be a kid. You know, you're trying to be, you know, you, you appreciate, you value the OG status. You value the wisdom that comes with age. You don't look at it like, okay, I need to go do, you know, dance on TikTok so I can be like a 19 year old, you know? So, and I think, and it's funny cause you look at some of the, I feel bad sometimes like when I see some of the nineties rappers, who are still trying to be young and hip and cool. And they're like 55 years old now. And it's like, dude, like it ain't 1997 no more. Like you, you know, so you got to find a different lane. And, uh, and I think just in terms of the rappers like Jay-Z, I think Jay-Z did a good job of saying, okay, let me go ahead and grow up a little bit. I'm not going to wear these jerseys no more. I'm going to get rid of some of the people around me and I'm going to elevate so that I can now become King Jay with Queen Queen Beyonce, and we're gonna be the, these corporate moguls, and then they're gonna make another transition. When Jay Jay Z sixty five seventy, I think he's gonna be a different kind of kind of figure because he's very conscious about the role he wants to play in the world now, and I actually respect that. And so, um, so let me just acknowledge uh, Tony Terrell. Thank you for your donation. He says, uh, "I for this year's A, B, and C, I vote Dallas." Uh, thank you, Tony. That will be duly noted. Uh, we are deciding where we want to hold the next convention. It will either be Dallas, Charlotte, or Detroit. We will make the announcement very, very soon. 
uh, at the convention. Dr. Alicia will be doing speed dating again like last year. It went really, really well. Everybody loved it. And uh, we're going to add even more panels and speakers and everything else. So get ready for the All White National Convention. I'll let you guys know when it's going to happen. It's going to be uh, around October. And then the last uh, person, let's see, a donation from RM. He says, uh, in some professional circles, uh, academia, a black man who marries a white woman will mesh better with their white colleagues. That's true. Uh, and I've, I have found, in, you know, assimilation, that, that's the idea, right? The more you assimilate to the people that are paying the bills, uh, the, the, better, the better off you're going to be to some extent. So that's why I, I dream of a world where black people don't have to assimilate to be successful, that we can actually have institutions that are owned and run and controlled by us so that our culture becomes the dominant culture not somebody else's. Okay. So, um, so this is where integration went bad because integration pushes the idea that in order to be successful in black, you can't stay who you are. You have to become something else. Uh, you are good enough with who you are and where you are. I want you to know that. All right. So, uh, so before we head out, I just want to say, uh, Dr. Alicia's website, coaching with Dr. Alicia.com. You can follow her on Instagram at coaching with Dr. Alicia. I want to say thank you very much to my wonderful, lovely, intelligent wife. Thank you, babe, for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on, voice. I appreciate you coming upstairs and inviting me to click on this link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. To, you know, it, was, it was good balance to the conversation. And, uh, and we are going to uh, continue to do our pillow talk, stuff like that. Actually, we go to the blacklovechannel.com. That's where we do Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia. So feel free to go to the, T-H-E, the blacklovechannel.com. I can't put the URL on the screen because uh, I'll let you guys go. But uh, there we go. It's uh, the blacklovechannel.com. That's where we do Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia. So feel free to subscribe to that as well. All right, guys. Have a wonderful day. Love you. God bless you. And we will see you soon. Take care now. Bye-bye. <laughs>